Praise Lord. Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. Good morning, everyone. Welcome to Inspired by the Word Times of Devotion. Right now, we're going to be praying for the next 15 minutes using the scriptures. First Timothy 3 from this one says, I exhort therefore, and first of all, supplications, prayers, intercessions, and giving of thanks be made for all men, for kings and for all that are in authority, that we may lead a quiet and peaceable life in all godliness and honesty. For this is good and acceptable in the sight of our of God our Savior, who will have all men to be saved and to come unto the knowledge of the truth. Praise God. Right now, we're going to be recognizing our prayers. Hallelujah. We're going to be praying. That the work we pray that the work of ungodly men who fill the earth with violence, poverty, death, be overthrown. Says all their plans that keep men from experiencing the goodness of God upon the earth, that it be overthrown by the power of the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. Let's go ahead. Can you meet yourself and pray in other tongues? Libra da gaba sote ki kabela brato jene mitu pala kadista veko rolo kubo sote kubondo pala kabondi toko pala dika libro doko toko ene sote kila kabila rani
Oh, <laughs> 
Yes, in the name of the Lord Jesus, we pray, O oh God, that the work of one godly man of our children, hallelujah, your works and your plans, O oh God, which is to fill the earth with violence, poverty, and death. We overthrow their works, O oh God. Yes, we overthrow their work by the power of the Holy Ghost. This earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof. The Lord and His goodness fills this earth. There's more than enough wealth, ability, food, grace on the earth. Therefore, we refuse to let wicked and unreasonable men rule. Hallelujah. In this earth, and bring up. This wickedness of violence, poverty, and death. Oh, glory to God. Oh, glory to God. Glory to God. For the earth of God is filled with your goodness. Hallelujah. We are partakers of that goodness. And we are dispensers of that goodness. We refuse, oh God, to let anything contrary to your goodness rule this earth. In the name of the Lord Jesus. We refuse poverty to rule over the earth. We refuse violence to rule over the earth. We refuse death to rule over the earth. And we refuse, oh God, to let those men carry out their wicked plans and their nefarious activities, oh God. In the name of the Lord Jesus, we insist on the goodness of the Lord reigning in the land of the living. We insist on the goodness of the Lord reigning in every city, every state, every country, every county. In the name of the Lord Jesus, every government parasitator, in the name of the Lord Jesus, and these men are cut down. They are cut down. In the name of the Lord Jesus, the nations of the world is filled with righteousness. The nations of the world is filled with righteousness. In the name of the Lord Jesus, Lord, we bless your name. We bless your name, O God. We exalt you, for you are God. God all by yourself. Hallelujah. You make it the heavens and the earth, and you said your goodness fuses. You poured out your goodness lavishly. Hallelujah. Therefore, we see it being expressed. Hallelujah. In the nations of the world by the power of the Holy Ghost. Thank you, precious Father, for the earth is the Lord and the fullness thereof. Yes, the goodness of the Lord fills the earth. Hallelujah. We are partakers and dispensers of that goodness by the power of the Holy Ghost. Thank you, precious Father. Thank you, dear Lord Jesus. We worship and adore your name in Jesus' name. Amen. Glory, 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 glory. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Oh, hallelujah. Good morning, everyone. Good afternoon. Good evening, depending on what part of the world you are connected in for this meeting. Tom, hallelujah. Praise God, you're welcome. Today, inspired by the word, times of devotion, another time to make progress spiritually. Praise the Lord. Thank you very much, esteemed sister Amaka, for this opportunity to always lead prayers. I'm very grateful. Thank you so much. Over to you at this time. Thank you so much, Pastor Deborah. Hello, everybody. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening. Um, depending on your location, and welcome to yet another time of fellowship with the Lord. Um, so much is happening at this time, and the Lord is perfecting that which He started in every one of us. Today is Saturday, 20th. And today's devotion is something that um, we must be aware of. 
You know, the accurate teaching of the word of God is so important. And there are things that would happen to us in our Christian journey. There are things that would happen while we're here on earth. And it matters that you know. For instance, there's something called the evil day. And everyone in this world would always have a fair share of it. For the Christian, he is prepared ahead in knowledge and is fortified for those times so that when the evil day comes, he wins. There's such a thing as anticipating evil. And when he shows up, you deal with it and you come out with a testimony. Thank you, Father, for the entrance of your word. We receive your word to this morning, this day, with meekness of heart, with humility of spirit. And we declare that your word will produce in us of all that he talks about today. Saturday 20th, February 2021. Title of devotional, Your Faith Will Be Tested. Your faith will be tested. Revelations 3 and verse 10, because thou had kept the word of my patience, I also will keep thee from the hour of temptation, which shall come upon all the world to try them that dwell upon the earth. Your faith will be tested. In 2 Thessalonians 2 and verse 3, Paul the Apostle said, Let no man deceive you by any means, for that day shall not come, except there be there come a falling away first, and that man of sin be revealed, the son of perdition. It says many will defect from the faith. Why would this happen? In Judges 7, when God wanted Gideon to go fight the Midianites, God assured him through the angel that he, Gideon, would defeat his enemies. Gideon thought he would need an army, so he gathered his soldiers. But God said to him, if you go with so many soldiers, you might think that you won the battle by yourselves. Hmm. Tell everyone who's afraid to go home. And the Bible says 22,000 of them went home, Judges 7 and verse 3. Then God said, I want to test the remaining 10,000 soldiers. Bring them to the stream and tell them to drink water. You retain only those who watch out for the enemy while they drink. <laughs> I'm sure many, many of us didn't, didn't see it that way. You know, there were those who used their hands to drink. So they fetched the water with their hands and then they put the water into their mouth. And then there were those who bent down totally into the stream to drink with their mouth directly. And God was looking out for those who were conscious of their environment while they drank, who were conscious that there was an adversary Third paragraph, and the Bible says only 300 of them passed that test. Read Judges 7, 4 to 6. They didn't even know they were being tested. Also in Jeremiah 9, the Bible says, the people accustomed their thongs to lies. They were so false that even a brother couldn't be trusted. Because of this deceit and hypocrisy and lying, God said, behold, I will melt them and try them. Jeremiah 9 and verse 7. This is going to be happening in these last days. A great test is coming and it has already begun because God must separate those that are real from those that aren't real. Those who were never true with God. 
God must separate those that are real from those that aren't real. Those who were never true with God. If these weren't serious, Jesus wouldn't require to intervene on behalf of the church in Philadelphia, as read in our theme verse. If your faith in Christ is genuine, it's going to be tested. If your faith in Christ is genuine, it's going to be tested. That a trial of your faith being much more precious than of gold that perisheth, though it be tried with fire, might be found unto praise and honor and glory at the appearing of Jesus Christ. First Peter 1 and verse 7. Let Jesus Christ, let Jesus Christ and his kingdom be all that matters to you in this life. Let Jesus and his kingdom be all that matters to you in this life. And I think that that last line is trying to tell you what to do so that when you are tested, you pass the test. So much is happening. So much is happening in these times. And you know, the Bible says, Guard your salvation with all diligence. Say, guard your salvation with fear and with trembling. And when he was saying fear, he was not talking about the fear of the devil, the fear of evil. He was talking about with reverence, guard it with respect, have regard for what you carry. Hold it jealously, guard it. Don't lose it, don't let it go. Be at a lot and focus on the kingdom. We're going home soon because this world is not our own. If you remember that song by Jim Reeves, this, not, this world is not our own, we are just passing through. Our treasures are all laid up somewhere beyond the skies. But because God will come for a church that is without sport, there is a testing that is going on. And brothers and sisters, I must tell you one place where this testing is key and where many are falling. It's happening on social media. You know, we're talking about, when we're talking about the message for the month and how that in this month of grace, Pastor was saying that your victory lies in being spiritually minded. And then he was saying that there are those who feel like we're too spiritual about every matter. And he was telling us how that Jesus was spiritual about every subject matter. Everything you want to do in life, there is a way that God wants it done. Do you desire to always seek what that way is? So many trends on social media and many are falling into it. Then in the area of marriage, Everybody suddenly wants to marry. And some things don't seem to count anymore. The purpose for marriage doesn't seem to count anymore. I like how she likes me. We're fine. We want it. That's it. And marriage is one place where... <laughs> Once it's wrong, once it's not God's will, both of them are headed in two different, in, in just a separate destination from what God has already planned for them. So in every decision that we must make this period, let the kingdom of God, let your love for Jesus be all that matters. Let your love for Jesus. Let your love for the kingdom. 
Let your desire to see the kingdom expand. How do you explain that a sister calls you as a leader? Oh, I'm ma this person, we're getting married. Oh, really? Okay. Um, which cell is he? Oh, he's not in the ministry. Okay. Which ministry is he? Um, he's not really committed in any ministry, but he's willing to follow me to church. He's willing to. Has he started following you to church? Ma, we're working on it. Let your love for Jesus and the matters of the kingdom, let it be the reason for your decision. Guard your love jealously for all the fires of your love. If you've been in love before as a person, you know that there are times when the passion for that person is high. And there are things that fuel passion. There are things that fuel love. Communication is one of it. Expressions, one of it. Communicate with the one that you say that you love. This Jesus that you say that you love, how much time do you give to him on a daily basis? How much time do you commit to the kingdom on a daily basis? God's work, is he after you've done all your personal things? Or in your 24 hours, is that time that is scheduled? Where maybe as a leader, you spend that time to maybe pray for your members. You spend that time to maybe reach out to them to know how they are doing. Maybe if you are in that place where um, um, your office requires certain things, you have that time that you give every day to probably run a call center, to visit a member. Maybe you're in the first time as ministry, to do a follow-up, to strengthen someone, to pray for the sick. Let there be times in your days that are given to the kingdom. Let your love for God be seen in your daily activities. The last line is everything. Let Jesus Christ and his kingdom be all that matters to you in this life. If you will marry somebody, let it be that there was love for Jesus and his kingdom in that person that inspired. Any union that will not do more for the kingdom in these last days, you have no business going into it. Any decision that is not going to expand the kingdom, you say, must everything be about the kingdom? Yes, sir. Yes, ma. Everything has to be about the kingdom. It's the only reason we are here. Somebody said something. He said, we are not even here to find purpose and to fulfill it. He said, we are not just here to find purpose and to fulfill it. He said, we are here for a training. The training is for the life after now. Don't give attention to things that would not count after now. Marriage is only here on earth. It won't count in heaven. Don't spend six hours praying every day because you are not married. Don't be doing 40 days fasting because you want to get married. Sister, it's a very selfish way to live. God is big. The Bible says, seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. So that every other thing will be added unto you. That six hours that you are praying, that fast that you are fasting, turn it to fast for souls. Check out for the nations. There's something we're going to begin to post on the group, a nation per day, where we'll be praying for those nations. Go to the news and see what's happening all around the world. So much is happening. Pray for the nations, pray for their leaders. Even in your country alone, you'll find at least five things that you can pray about. Fast about them, stop fasting about marriage. Stop fasting about giving birth. You are looking for a child. That's the only thing you pray about. You are selfish. There's more to life than having a child. Is it important? Yes, it might be important to you. 
it's not important to everybody. That's why I said it might. Are you aware that there are people in the world, they are not Christians, they don't get married, and some get married, they don't want to have kids. They will tell you that having kids will slow down their career. Some of you, some of you know such kind of people because of their commitment to a cause. Then all a Christian is doing is praying for a child. God is big. And there's more to life than having children. There are also children out there who are looking for parents. You don't have to give birth to your own. These things may not make sense to you at this time, but don't stand before God and realize that you wasted all your years investing time and prayers. Let Jesus Christ and his kingdom be all that matters to you in these times. Brothers and sisters, we don't have so much time. We're about to check out of this world. The rapture, forget what anybody's telling you. The rapture is closer than we first believed. It's closer. So everything that you do every day, be conscious, be rapture conscious. Thank you so much, everyone. God bless you. I'll hand over to Sister Joy for the further study and confession. Wow. Thank you so much, Ma. Thank you for that inspiring illustration and also for the words. Thank you so much, Ma. Good morning, everyone. Good afternoon. Good evening, depending on where you're connected from. Praise God. I'm going to be taking the further study. Um, Job 23.10, it says, But he knoweth the way that I take. When he had tried me, I shall come forth as gold. Hallelujah. Colossians 3, 1 to 2. If ye then be risen with Christ, seek those things which are above, where Christ seated on the right hand of God. Set your affection on things above, not on things on the earth. Revelations 3, 9 to 10. Now you will see what I will do with those people who belong to Satan's group. They claim to be God's people, but they are liars. I'll make them come and kneel down at your feet. Then they will know that I love you. You obeyed my message and endured. So I will protect you from the time of testing everyone in all the world. You obeyed my messages and endured. So I'll protect you from the time of testing everyone in all the world must go through. Hallelujah. Right now, we're going to be taking the confession together. Um, you don't have to unmute your mic. You can just um, read along with me wherever you are with your mic muted. I'm deeply rooted and grounded in Christ. I live to fulfill God's dream his vision of kingdom expansion and world evangelization. I'm focused on things above and not on the transient pleasures of this world. I remain steadfast, unmovable, doing the work of the Lord with joy as I look forward to his appearing. Oh, hallelujah, hallelujah, praise God. Thank you so much, esteemed Sister Maka, for the opportunity. And once again, thank you so much for the words that you brought to us this morning. Um, right now, I would like to hand over to Bordozi as he takes us through the New Testament reading of the one-year Bible plan. Thank you so much. Thank you so much, Sister Joy. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening. Everybody depends on where you're connecting from. Thank you so much, Sister Maka, for this opportunity. Uh, we're reading the book of Mark. The New Testament reading, and we've been reading the message translation. And um, Jesus has been giving, um, giving us pictures about the kingdom of heaven. So as we read through, um, I would like you to picture exactly what he's saying. And the caption is giving, not getting. This is Mark chapter 4, verse 21. Jesus went on. Does anyone bring a lamp home and put it under a wash tub or beneath the bed? Don't you put it up on a table or on, a, on the mantle? We are not keeping secrets. We are telling them. We are not hiding things. We are bringing them out into the open. 
Are you listening to this? Really listening? Listen carefully to what I'm saying and be wary of the shrewd advice that tells you how to get ahead in the world on your own. Giving, not getting, is the way. Giving, not getting, is the way. Generosity begets generosity. Stinginess impoverishes. The caption, never without a story. Verse 26. Then Jesus said, God's kingdom is like seed thrown on a field by a man who then goes to bed and forgets about it. The seed sprouts and grows. He has no idea how it happens. The earth does it all without his help. First, the green stem of grass, then a bud, then the ripened grain. When the grain is fully formed, he reaps. Harvest time. How can we picture God's kingdom? So turn on your imaginations. How can we picture God's kingdom? What kind of story can we use? It's like a pine knot. When it lands on the ground, it's quite small as seeds go. Yet, it is once it is planted, it grows into a huge pine tree with thick branches, eagles nest in it. With many stories like this, he presented his message to them, fitting the stories to their experience and maturity. He was never without a story when he spoke. When he was alone with his disciples, he went over everything, sorting out the tangles, untying the knots. The caption, the wind ran out of breath. Verse 35, late that day, he said to them, let's go across to the other side. They took him in the boat as he was. Other boats came along. A huge storm came up. Waves poured into the boats, threatening to sink it. And Jesus was in the stern, head on the pillow, sleeping. They roused him, saying, Teacher, is it nothing to you that we are going down? Awake now. He told the wind to pipe down and say to the sea, Quiet, settle down. The wind ran out of breath. The sea became smooth as glass. Jesus reprimanded the disciples. Why are you such cowards? Don't you have any faith at all? They were in absolute awe, staggered. Who is this anyway, they asked. Wind and sea at his back and call. So Jesus explained how the kingdom of heaven operates. And now he's demonstrating how he of the kingdom operates here on earth. And he's speaking to the wind and asking the wind to settle down. You and I who are kingdom citizens have this same authority and this same power to speak to things and cause things to change. May the Lord bless the reading in Jesus' name. And at this moment, we're going to be reading Brother John available. Okay, good morning. <laughs> Today we have um, three chapters in the Old Testament. So I'll try to be, very, to be faster than usual. <clears throat> Praise the Lord. Leviticus chapter 16. The caption is the day of atonement. From verse 1, after the death of Aaron's two sons, they died when they came before God with strange fire. God spoke to Moses, tell your brother Aaron not to enter into the Holy of Holies, barging inside the curtain that's before the atonement, that's before the atonement cover on the chest whenever he feels like it, lest he die, because I am present in the cloud over the atonement cover. This is the procedure for Aaron when he enters the holy place. He will bring a young bull for an absolution offering and a ram for a whole bond offering. He will put on the holy linen tonic and the linen underwear 
tie the linen sash around him and put on the linen turban. These are the sacred vestments. So he must bath himself with water before he puts them on. Then from the Israelites' com community, he will bring two male goats for an absolution offering and a whole bunch of Aaron will offer the bull for his own absolution offering in order to make atonement for himself and his household. Then he will set the two goats before God at the entrance of the tent of meeting and cast lots over the two goats, one lot for God and the other lot for Azazel. He will offer the goats on which the lot to God falls as an absolution offering. The goats on which the lot for Azazel falls will be sent out into the wilderness to Azazel to make atonement. Aaron will present his bull for an absolution offering to make atonement for himself and his household. He will slaughter his bull for the absolution offering. He will take a censer full of burning coals from the altar before God and two handfuls of finely ground aromatic incense and bring them inside the curtain and put the incense on the fire before God. The smoke of the incense will cover the atonement cover which is over the testimony, so that he doesn't die. He will take some of the bull's blood and sprinkle it with his finger on the front of the atonement cover, then sprinkle the blood before the atonement cover seven times. Verse 15. Next, he will slaughter the goats designated as the absolution offering for the people and bring the blood inside the curtain. He will repeat what he does with the bull's blood, sprinkling it on and before the atonement cover. In this way, he will make atonement for the holy of holies because of the uncleanness or before because of the uncleannesses of the Israelites, their acts of rebellion, and all their other sins. He will do the same thing for the tent of meeting, which dwells among the people in the midst of their uncleanness. There is to be no one in the tent of meeting from the time Aaron goes in to make atonement in the Holy of Holies until he comes out, having made atonement for himself, his household, and the whole community of Israel. Then he will come out to the altar that is before God and make atonement for it. He will take some of the bull's blood and some of the goat's blood and smear it all around the four horns of the altar. With his finger, he will sprinkle some of the blood on it seven times to purify and consecrate it from the uncleannesses of the Israel, Israelites. Verse 20. When Aaron finishes making atonement for the Holy of Holies, the tent of meeting and the altar, he will bring up the live goat, lay both hands on the live goat's head, and confess all the iniquities of the people of Israel, all their acts of rebellion, all their sins. He will put all the sins on the goat's head and send it off into the wilderness led out by a man standing by and ready. Hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. The goats will carry all their iniquities to an empty wasteland. The man will let him loose out there in the wilderness. Finally, Aaron will come into the tent of meeting and take off the linen, linen clothes in which he dressed to cover the holy of holies and lead them there. He will bathe in water in the holy place. No, in a holy place, put on his priestly vestments, offer the whole bond offering for himself and whole bond offering for the people, making atonement for himself and the people and burn the fat of the absolution offering on the altar. The man who takes the goats out to Azazel in the wilderness will, will then wash then will wash his clothes and bathe himself with water. After that, he will be permitted to come back into the camp the bull for the absolution offering and the goat for the absolution offering, whose blood has been taken into the Holy of Holies to make atonement, are to be taken outside the camp and bond, and bond their hides, their meat, and their entrails. The man assigned to bond them up will then wash his clothes and bathe himself in water, and he is free to come back into the camp. This is a standard practice for you, a perpetual ordinance. On the tenth day of the seventh month, both the citizen and the foreigner living with you are to enter into a solemn fast and refrain from all work because of on this day atonement will be made for you. <clears throat>
to cleanse you, to cleanse you. In the presence of God, you will be made clean of all your sins. It is a Sabbath of all Sabbaths. You must fast. It is a perpetual ordinance. The priest who is anointed and ordained to succeed his father is to make, make the atonement. He puts on the sacred linen garments. He purges the holy of holies by making atonement. He purges the tent of meat and the altar by making atonement. He makes atonement for the priest and all the congregation. This is a perpetual ordinance for you. Once a year, atonement is to be made for all the sins of the people of Israel. And Aaron did it, just as God commanded Moses. Praise be unto God. Oh, hallelujah. Now to Leviticus chapter 17. Can anyone hear Brother John? No. No, ma'am. Can I hear him? No. Okay. Okay, I'll just take it from where he stopped. Um, so Leviticus chapter 17, holy living, sacrifices, and blood. God spoke to Moses, speak to Aaron and his sons and all the Israelites. Tell them, this is what God commands. Any and every man who slaughters an ox or lamb or goat inside or outside the camp, instead of bringing it to the entrance of the tent of meeting, to offer it to God in front of the dwelling of God, that man is considered guilty of bloodshed. He has shed blood and must be cut off from his people. This is so the Israelites will bring to God the sacrifices there in the habit of sacrificing out in the open fields. We already talked about these and how it relates to our present time and how that offerings are tied to our offerings. The different offerings that God has asked for are to be given in his house not outside of his house, and see, he's addressing people, for instance, who take their tithes and give it to beggars, or who take their tithes to orphanage homes. Yeah, charity to orphanage homes, they're important. All of those things that we do for those people are key, but not the one that God has asked for you to bring to his house. They must bring them to God and the priest at the entrance of the tent of meeting and sacrifice them as peace offerings to God. The priest will splash the blood on the altar of God at the entrance to the tent of meeting and burn the fat as a pleasing fragrance to God. They must no longer offer their sacrifices to goat demons, a kind of religion orgy. orgy. This is a perpetual decree down through the generations. Tell them, any Israelite or foreigner living among them who, who offers a whole burnt offering or peace offering but doesn't bring it to the entrance of the tent of meeting to sacrifice it to God, that person must be cut off from his people. If any Israelite or foreigner living among them eat blood, I will disown that person and cut him off from his people. For the life of an animal is in its blood. I have provided the blood for you to make atonement for your lives on the altar. It is the blood, the life, that makes atonement. That's why I tell the people of Israel, don't eat blood. The same goes for the foreigner who lives amongst you. Among you, don't eat blood. Any and every Israelite, this also goes for the foreigners who hunts down an animal or bird that is edible, must bleed it and cover the blood with death because the life of every animal is in its blood. The blood is its life. That's why I tell the Israelites, don't eat the blood of any animal because the life of every animal is in its blood. Anyone who eats the blood must be cut off. Anyone, whether native or foreigner, who eats from an animal that is found dead or mold must wash his clothes and bathe, and bathe in water. He remains unclean until evening and, he, and is, is then clean. If he doesn't wash or bathe his body, he will be held responsible for his actions. Leviticus chapter 18 and um, this is the chapter for today, and God is addressing the issue of sex. God spoke to Moses, speak to the people of Israel, tell them, I am God, your God. Don't live like the people of Egypt, where you used to live, and don't live like the people of Canaan, where I'm bringing you. Don't do what they do. Obey my laws and live by my decrees. I am your God. Keep my decrees and laws. The person who obeys them lives by them. I am God. 
Don't have sex with a close relative. I am God. Don't violate your father by having sex with your mother. She's your mother. Don't have sex with her. Don't have sex with your father's wife. That violates your father. Don't have sex with your sister, whether she's your father's daughter or your mother's, whether she was born in the same house or elsewhere. Don't have sex with your son's daughters, with your son's daughter or your daughter's daughter. That will violate your own body. Don't have sex with a daughter of your father's wife born to your father. She's your sister. Don't have sex with your father's sister. She's your aunt, closely related to your father. Don't have sex with your mother's sister. She's your aunt, closely related to your mother. Don't violate your father's brother, your uncle, by having sex with his wife. She's your aunt. Don't have sex with your daughter-in-law. She's your son's wife. Don't have sex with her. Don't have sex with your brother's wife. That would violate your brother. Don't have sex with both a woman and her daughter. And don't have sex with her grandmother, her granddaughters either. They are, they are her close relatives. That is wicked. Don't marry your wife's sister as a rival wife and have sex with her while your wife is living. Don't have sex with a woman during the time of her menstrual period when she's unclean. Don't have sex with your neighbor's wife and violate yourself by her. Don't give any of your children to be born in sacrifice to the God of Molech, an act of sheer blasphemy of your God. I am God. Don't have sex with a man as one does with a woman. This is abhorrent. Now he's talking about homosexuality. You can see that it is in the Bible. So nobody can say that it is okay. A woman must not, I'm, I'm now in, um, I'm sorry, verse 23. Don't have sex with an animal and violate yourself by it. A woman must not have sex with an animal. This is That is perverse. Don't pollute yourself in any of these ways. This is how the nations became polluted, the ones that I'm going to drive out of the land before you. Even the land itself became polluted and I punished it for its iniquities. The land vomited up its inhabitants. You must keep my decrees and laws, natives and foreigners both. You must not do any of these abhorrent things. The people who live in this land before you arrived did all of these things and polluted the land. And if you pollute it, the land will vomit you up just as it vomited up the nations that preceded you. Those who do any of these abhorrent things will be cut off from their people. Keep to what I tell you. Don't engage in any of the abhorrent, abhorrent acts that were practiced before you came. Don't pollute yourselves with God. I am God, your God. Praise God. So um, we've come to the end of today's Bible reading plan and um, you certainly have learned many things and um, the word of God is the word of God. Um, these are the many things that God was teaching the children of Israel. And even in our time, you know, we have guidelines. There's a way a Christian must live. We don't just live anyhow like the world, you know. So um, the Lord bless the reading of his words in our hearts and this words producing us of all that he talks about. At this time, I'll hand over to Brother Martins for the um, polite information. Thank you so much. Praise the Lord. Thank you so much, esteemed Sister Amaka, for this great opportunity. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, everyone. We are taking our poll and affirmation this morning. And the way we take our affirmations, we start with my name is, you say your name, then you take the first paragraph, I have the spirit of wisdom. You take the second one by saying, starting with your name, I, you say your name, and granted according to the riches. Third paragraph also, you say your name, my love abounds. At the count of three, I ask everyone to unmute now. At the count of three, we go. My name is Patrick Swaza. of my understanding, I that God's called upon I believe that God to my heart and his mind. with my and my heart. I 
Communication of my faith is effective and very operative. I daily acknowledge every good thing which is in Christ. Praise God, hallelujah. Thank you so much, Brother Martins, for a great time. And of course, thank you, Brother Dozi and Brother John, for the Bible reading. Always inspiring to listen to you all speak and you know read the scriptures with us. At this moment, we'll take the communion, um, prepare your materials, the communion materials. And um, if you don't have the actual communion, please improvise. Just find something that you can break and then something that you can take, you know, as wine. Um, I'm reading from First Corinthians chapter 11. For I received of the Lord that which also... For I received of the Lord that which also I delivered unto you, that the Lord Jesus, the same night in which he was betrayed, took bread. And when he had given thanks, he broke it and said, Take it, this is my body which is broken for you. This doing remembrance of me. Father, we thank you for the opportunity to do this every other day, to break bread, to reaffirm and to proclaim what you did for us and what that made happen for us. Even at this point, oh God, every day we study the word, every day we read the Bible and we see who you are, we see your instructions, we see that which matters to you. Thank you, Father, because every time we break this bread, we know that there is a breaking taking place within us. There is a molding. There is a metamorphosis that is making us all that you want us to be. The correction is happening. The inspiration is happening. The instruction is happening deep in our spirit. We are remolded into the fullness and the maturity of the God-man. Thank you, Father. Because even as we break this bread, this is what we affirm that is happening within every one of us. All that should be in us is in us. All that should not be in us. The impurities, everything of such things that we may have imbibed from the wrong doctrine, from the wrong association, from the wrong relationships, the wrong thoughts. Thank you, because they are taken out and there is a perfection taking place within us. We declare that it is so. In the name of the Lord Jesus, amen. Break the bread at this moment and have it. Verse 25, 1 Corinthians chapter 11. After the same manner also he took the cup when he had stopped, saying, this cup is the New Testament in my blood. These two years after he drink it in remembrance of me. For as often as he eat this bread and drink this cup, he did show the Lord's death till he come. Thank you, Lord for the cup of the new covenant sealed with the blood of Jesus, the blood that speaketh better things than the blood of Abel, than the blood of anyone that has ever existed. Oh, the blood, oh, the blood, oh, the blood, the blood that washes white as snow, oh, the blood that takes away impurities, oh, the blood that corrects, that corrects generational ties, generational journeys. Thank you, Lord. 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 Yes, 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 yes. Hallelujah. There's someone here 
um, um, you, you, you've come to Christ, but it seems like there's something that has been there in your family, something that has um, been of concern, you know, um, through the years. So you find that there are families where something has repeated itself generation to generation. And even at this moment, you know, see, when you came to Christ, he dealt with those things, but your experiences and your thoughts before now have caused those things to linger on because it matters that you deal with your thoughts because your thoughts is where the source of life is. You see, what you think about most of the time, you attract and what you attract becomes a part of your life. So it is from your thoughts. And I would advise you to study the power of the mind. You need to take charge of your mind, manage it and control what comes in, into your mind so that you can control what happens in your life. But even at this moment, as we take this cup, as we take this cup, there is a flushing. There is a flushing. There is a flushing. There is a flushing. And you will find that suddenly those ties that do not exist, but by your thoughts have been attracted to you, they are being dealt with. Correction. I, I, I just, what I see today in today's devotion, I see the, the correction in our spirits, in our spirit, soul, and body, where God is taking out all that is not of him, all that is not of him, and perfecting that which is of him. So it's a promotion in the realm of the spirit. Thank you, Lord Jesus. It is so in Jesus' name. Amen. Please take the cup. I want to say thank you to all of my co-hosts. You guys are amazing. Thank you for always doing this, you know, on a daily basis for blessing us and for inspiring us by the word. Thank you, everyone, for showing up every day. And thank you for committing to the word. Um, um, see, today's a Saturday morning, especially in a place like Nigeria. You know, you probably want to sleep till like 9 a.m. Waking up to have this devotion is commitment to God. And, you know, when I read that last part of the Rhapsody, it shows me that that's where we are. Jesus Christ and all that matters in his kingdom is what matters to us. And when that which matters to God matters to you, then that which matters to you will matter to God. Many of you, you are entering a phase where you see the miraculous like never before. Your matter will be a matter. It will cause wonders to many. Congratulations ahead. Let's meet now and share the benediction and the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the gift of the Holy Spirit, forevermore. And surely, goodness and mercy follows and we dwell in the house of the Lord forever, ever. Amen. Thank you so much, everybody. Thank you so much, Thank you so much, everybody. Thank you, everyone. Bye. Bye. Bye.